Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash ectoplasm. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Thanks a lot, Audible. I'm making a rule never to get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline rule. And I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw. What's up, friends? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, um, and joining me today is our good friend, Jason Koopsik. What's up, bro? Right now, I am driving by Joe's Kansas City, the one, the famous barbecue place. Does it smell? Does it yeah, smell the amazing? Whole neighborhood, yeah. So you're I just going to... makes the whole neighborhood smell good. <laughs> so you're I just might just gonna blow be... off and go stand in line <laughs> yeah, for some no food. <laughs> That sounds awesome. Awesome, awesome. I tell you what, man. Like, I have had just a crazy past few days. Um, like, Friday, the uh, the movie launched and all that fun stuff. So, I've been, like, kind of baby- yeah. babysitting all that. Was that smooth? Did it go through smooth? Yeah, everything went smooth. Um, and people are buying it and watching it and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, it's really cool, but... Uh, then on Saturday we went to Van Meter, Iowa, and we did uh, this really cool festival that they do there. It's called the Van Meter Vis- Visitor Festival, uh, and the Van Meter Visitor is very similar in nature to like what Point Pleasant uh, had with the Mothman. Uh, yeah, it's it's very very cool story, very interesting stuff. Um, so when they say fun. visitor, they're talking about. The Van like Meter alien visitor. Yeah. Well, what they're talking about is what I always call the Van Meter monster, and it's a a weird creature that's um, you know a winged creature um, that was spotted, and I believe it was in the early 1900s that this thing was spotted, and it's very very cool story because the dude that initially saw this thing it was perched up. It was perched on a uh, on like a a pole of some sort, and it you know it it looked as if it was like resting, and uh, this guy because I mean you know it's kind of the American way we shoot first and ask questions later. Um, yeah, <laughs> this guy um, grabs his gun and takes a shot at this thing, and all it did was wake it up <laughs> and this huh. thing then came down the pole similar to a bird you know how a bird would or specifically like a parrot if you've ever seen a parrot like descend uh 
descend something like that, like a pole. Yeah. It was very similar in nature to that. Um, but yeah, it was over like the course of three nights then that people were spotting and seeing this thing. And not only that, they were, they were taking shots at this thing. Um, and until literally the town kind of got together and chased this, this monster into this, uh, mine on the very outside of town, chased it into a mine, uh, very, very interesting things, though. It's a really, really cool story, but there are a lot of similarities with, you know, Point Pleasant and Van Meter. Uh, it, it's very, very cool. So, I mean, obviously, it's it's just one of those weird unsolved mystery type things. And these, you know, the people that were seeing this uh, creature, you know, these weren't these weren't people that were like the stereotypical town drunk or anything yeah. like that. These were. Bankers and, and businessmen and, and things of that nature, um, very highly respected members of the community that were seeing this thing. Um, it was it's it's very very cool story. And uh, my pals uh, Chad Lewis, Noah Voss, and um, they they wrote this book uh, in Kevin Nelson, excuse me, and they they wrote this book called The Van Meter Monster, I believe, or The Van Meter Visitor. But you can check that out, and it's a very good book. But it, it'll tell you the entire story, and then some theories behind you know what they think it might possibly be. But anyway, you know we we en- we ended up uh, there in Van Meter, and we did the festival and all that stuff. And I was playing music and and selling books and and pimping as much as I could possibly pimp, and uh, had a great freaking time. But it was just a long day in the sun. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then the next day, Sunday, I had to play music uh, in Omaha, in Omaha, Nebraska, and yesterday, I I was very very ill, uh, very sick. I think I just spent too much time outside, but it was weird because it was like my nose was running like a faucet, like it just wouldn't stop, and I, it was really annoying. Um, and so I, I I'm pretty sure that I'm dying. I, is what I uh. is what I decided. I think I'm just dying, but <laughs> because that's the rational explanation. Um, but yeah, it was definitely a definitely interesting past 24 hours or so. Like it was, I was not on any medication whatsoever because I don't really do that. You know, I don't really reach for the pills or nasal spray or anything like that when I get ill. Yeah, I just don't. I don't either. I just don't. Um, now it's it's weird though. Like a, a couple of years ago, yeah, I would I would dope myself up like crazy. Um, but yesterday, I just did not want to at all. Um, and it was weird because I still felt I felt out of it, like to the point where I was I almost I felt like half drunk is how I felt. Like it was weird. I couldn't really focus, you know, on anything. And. It was weird because then a few times, you know, I would step outside and I would like have a cigarette or things of that nature. But four times yesterday, four times, I saw a girl who maybe stood four foot tall, sandy blonde hair, a blue and white dress on her. And she was standing there and it was always like two or three feet away from me staring at in me. your house in, in the house on my porch it, it didn't matter but this happened four times yesterday and it 
made me wonder. I'm like, oh my god, I'm losing my shit. Like I'm completely losing oh, my, my mind. And like I said, I was not medicated in any way, shape, or form, but I felt weird. Like it was just too much sinus pressure. I think it was just making me really, really loopy, and apparently half delusional as well because <laughs> it was the exact same girl, and it was startling. It wasn't necessarily scary, but it was startling. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Have you ever experienced anything like that? No, not exactly like that. I mean... So now, now I think I'm dying again. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever been sick to the point where I was seeing things necessarily. It's just weird because I was still... I was up. I was up and functioning all day. It was just this gigantic inconvenience to have a very runny nose and and this massive amount of like sinus pressure. It, it was just terrible. But I, I think I'm losing my mind. <laughs> or at least I was losing my mind. Because I woke up this morning, I feel great. But I slept like a lot. Um, which was awesome. And I think that's exactly what I needed. But it was just, it was a very, very weird past, you know, past day for me. So, who knows? I have absolutely no idea. Now, you have some news too, though, don't you, my friend? Um, you have a couple things going on right now. Number one, that radio show that you're doing on a weekly basis. Yeah, it starts this week. It's very, very It cool. was moved. It was supposed to be, originally it was going to be today. Right. Uh, Tuesday nights at 7.20, but... They, the, the person, the Jonathan Weir show, Jonathan, he had his Friday night segment drop out. Like he had somebody oh. else doing like movies or I don't remember what it is, you know, off the top of my head, which which person he had on Friday nights. Right. But it has bigger listenership on Friday nights because people are going out. Yeah, exactly. So he moved me to Friday. So this Friday at 7.30. Nice. Um, actually, the news starts at 7.30, and then, you know, like 7, uh, 7.36 or whatever is when his show starts after the news and weather and stuff like that. Dude, that's very, very cool. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how long he's going to have me on, probably for that half an hour till 8 o'clock. Right. And we're just going to talk paranormal news. Dude, that's so bring cool. bring up a couple stories from the week. And we're going to discuss it. Now, you also have a, uh, a new podcast that you're doing as well. Yeah, I just, I'm right now starting out until I want to find somebody else to do it with me. But I released the first full-length one last week. And did you get a chance to listen to it? I did, man. And it actually, I mean, it sounds very, very good. It sounds good. I noticed the sound, like the, I had the volume turned down, and that's because when yeah. I was working it, when I was uh, getting it all ready, I just had these earbuds in, and the right. sound was super high. <laughs> so I turned it down and forgot to turn it back up before I published it, but I thought it sounded pretty good. Heck yes, dude. Like, if you go back and listen to, like, the first three or four episodes that Myron and I did when we started the Ectoplasm show, it was horrible <laughs> it was absolutely terrible um and i mean it it was terrible to us i guess you know we i don't know 
you're your own worst critic. That's that's a given. But my God, we we definitely we got there. We got where we wanted to be anyway, as far as sound quality goes. So yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. Just I interviewed my neighbor and my wife about yep. paranormal stuff, which is always fun when you get the wives involved. <laughs> uh, she had a lot of fun doing it, actually. Hell she was all yes. worried about how her voice would sound, you know, stuff T- like that. Typical but. girl stuff. <laughs> and I have another thing coming up. What do you got? And October 23rd and 24th. It's a few weeks away, but it's something to plan for. Yeah. There's a, an event, a paranormal conference in Boonville, Missouri. Badass. Friday and Saturday. Friday night, we have an investigation at, they call it the Hanging Jail. I'm not sure the name of it. Right. Of the actual jail. But they call it the Hanging Jail in Boonville. And they have two public investigations, one at five and one at seven, I believe. Maybe it's seven and nine. I don't have the information in front of me, but I think it's 20 bucks do the public investigation. Well, that's and not I'm bad at all. Personally, that I'll get to stick around afterwards and do a little investigating. Dude, that sounds like a lot of fun, man. It and like Saturday, a starting at two, where they uh, they're having a conference before an investigation that night. Now, the conference is going to have vendors and speakers, one of which I am. Nice. And I'm actually, I get an hour, and I don't know which hour I'm going to be on, but I'm actually speaking with our friend Richard Rose. He's going to be on stage with me. Oh, nice, man. Very, very fun. And it's possible he has to check his schedule, but Justin Spurrier may be coming up, and all three of us will be on stage. Dude, that would be insane. Talking about, we're basically just going to do a panel and talk about whatever we want to, Paranormal Wives. Nice, man. And then that night we'll be investigating a location in Boonville apparently that had never been investigated called Thespian Hall, which is where the conference is held. Oh, and they've never investigated there, huh? That That's what I hear anyways. Wow. And tonight, tonight I'm going to be on the second hour, 11 p.m. Central Time, on the Spurrier Paranormal Show or whatever he calls it. That'll be fun, man. That'll be a yeah. lot of fun. Now, they they do that through blog talk radio. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, it's through live paranormal, but it's through okay. blog talk. I don't know exactly how it works. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't quite understand it either. Um, but that's okay. That's freaking awesome, man. You got a lot of stuff going. A lot. Yeah. A lot. And I have another investigation with some radio people coming up in, at the end of the month on Halloween night. So oh, that'll far. be fun, man. Oh, and next weekend, too bad you can't make it down. Not this coming weekend, but next weekend is when we're going to be camping at that Indian burial ground slash UFO hot spot. I've been out there a few times before during the day. You know, we, oh my God, like this coming weekend is going to be crazy. My, okay, first of all, like Saturday is my birthday. And um, on that day also, we are... We just opened up that place, Malvern Manor in Malvern, yeah. Iowa, and uh, there is a team um, coming, and apparently they do a uh, some kind of a show, some kind of I don't know, it's some paranormal show. I have no idea, um, but they're going to be there, uh, and I don't want to say too much or whatever 
you know, until they put all their stuff. But they're coming, they're filming, uh, and apparently they want uh, my buddy Connor and myself involved in the episode somehow. And I think it, I don't know exactly what we're going to be doing, but it, it'll be it'll be a good time. But then, um, you know, what, Sunday? Then we're doing like this big birthday hoopla thing. Yeah, what, are you going to be 33? I'm going to be 34. 34. The big 3-4. So you got me beat by <laughs> a few months. I don't turn 34 till the spring. Yup. I'm going to be the, the big 3-4. So I'm looking forward to it. Get done with 33. On to 34. And see, <laughs> let's see what 34 brings. <laughs> oh my gosh. Now... We have some uh, some interesting stuff that has happened um, in the news as of yesterday. Yeah, um, first, I think, uh, this also includes yesterday. First, I think we should mention how we're still here and not yeah. exploded or sucked into a black hole or... You know, we are. Yeah, we're still here. ...ground the ground by a comet. <laughs> oh, you bet. Yeah, we are here. We're breathing and everything is good. Um, and so on to the next date that we can all fear, you know, on to the next, the yeah. next doomsday um, prophecy. I'm sure we could already find them out there. And, uh, it was funny because, you know, uh, when we did that conspiracy show just a couple weeks ago, you had mentioned wave X and yeah. it was funny because a lot of people in the paranormal community yesterday were saying how strange they felt, how how off they felt. Um, some of them had more energy than normal. Some of them were um, a little more melancholy than normal. Um, and they were all speculating if it was, in fact, this Wave X phenomenon that you spoke of. Um, well, you know, now that I think about it, I did have some mood swings that my wife would say that I had some mood swings yesterday. <laughs> I go through the same shit, except mine Mine is like, I have like 30 of those per day. It's like a, it's like a menopause, I think is what it is. It's something of that nature. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. Um, the only thing I really experienced yesterday was feeling sick as shit and, well, the, the strange, girl. yeah, seeing the girl, which was very weird, man. <laughs> very, very weird. So I don't know. I have no idea. But maybe there was something going on there that uh, kind of affected everybody in maybe a small way. Um, but yeah, very, very cool stuff. But, you know, coming out of the news yesterday, uh, you know, Twitter blew up. At least my Twitter did. Um, with this announcement uh, from NASA. Let me pull yeah. this up here because let me. I want to see what exactly it was that they were saying. Potentially life-giving water still flows across the ancient surface of Mars from time to time, NASA scientists said yesterday or Monday as we're recording this uh, in a revealing uh, potential breakthrough in both the search for life beyond Earth and the human hopes uh, to one day travel there. Um. 
while the discovery doesn't by itself offer evidence of life on Mars, either past or present, it does boost the hopes that the harsh landscape still offers some refuge uh, for microbes uh, to cling to existence. So it's it's very interesting, you know, what they found and things of that nature. And I, I, I've got a video uh, from CNN that I will post that I will post on Facebook um, that people can look. And it, it's funny because you can see how long they've been studying this. And then you can see the actual lines of water and how they do move and how they do sh- uh, shift and change. Yeah. Very little, but it's over the course of like two to three years. Um, and it's very, very cool. It's very cool. Um, people are kind of, I don't know, they're losing their shit a little bit about it. Because now, you know, with water, that offers up just a huge huge well it means that oxygen exists even if it's in another state exactly Uh, oxygen exists on the planet and the other thing outside of the possibility of it containing microbial life or whatever the other thing that makes it exciting it or a very good thing I guess is that if we could find a way to convert it to drinkable water, we wouldn't have to bring so much into space. Water is the right. only one of the only things that, at, in its molecular state, cannot be compacted. Exactly. Like air can be, oxygen can be, but water cannot be. So to bring enough water, not only to get to Mars, which we would have to do, oh, yeah. but to sustain people on Mars and then get people back is... Um, you know, lessened a lot by this announcement because they won't, they'll, they'll be able to possibly convert it into drinkable water, which would be able to allow them to refill. They would only need it for the trip out. Exactly. Which water weighs a lot. And yes. Getting that off the ground. Exactly. Just water weight alone is, is super expensive. I mean, it's already super expensive to go into space, but yeah, we won't have to bring as much water going there. It's very, very interesting how, I don't know, you know, it, uh, it just, it's, it's weird to think that, okay, yes, there's the presence of water. Now it, it's very, uh, sporadic, um, you know, when it does show up and they're, they're still trying to figure out where it's coming from. They don't know exactly, um, where it's coming from. Um, but the rover drilled in uh, to a, a certain point or whatever that they have, the rover that's up there right now, uh, drilled in and did find um, more evidence of water as well, which is, it's very, very cool. But it's, it's just what they're saying, you know, that they're very excited. NASA's very excited because, number one, they're, they're hoping within the next, what they say, 15 to 30 years to send a manned mission to Mars. And that seems... Yeah, I feel like I've been hearing that. It seems a like a ways now. out. Yes, exactly. And it, But it seems like such a ways out. Um, and hopefully... Well, yeah, I mean, we don't... But, see, NASA isn't the private sector. 
The private right. sector is who's going back to the moon right now, who's planning on going back to the moon right now, and who's planning on man, you know, you're where you can just take a ride into space. Exactly. It's it's the private sector companies that are, are working on these things right now, not, and technically NASA's not government, but it has a lot of government funding and it has a lot of government control. Correct. Over it. Well, and I they're think, not yeah. flying anybody into space right now. No, they're not. We're having to hitchhike with, you know, the Russians or, <laughs> yeah. or whoever. Yes, we are. Right now, anyways. So I think that NASA's plan of 15 to 30 years may be usurped by a private company. Right. Which is, I don't know, man. It's kind of It's kind of interesting. What do you think... Um, because I know there are a lot of people out there, and we've mentioned this before, you and I. Um, there are a lot of people out there who claim that, you know, Mars was basically the first home for us, and then we came to Earth uh, somehow. And we've mentioned that before. Um, yeah. What do you? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's possible. I think that. I think they have evidence that it was once a thriving planet in the sense of exactly I, I, running water and it had an atmosphere and, and you know they, they you know they don't know if it had life but they said that it had the you know from what I've heard over the years that it was it had an atmosphere a lot like ours right in like vegetation um, specifically is what I remember yeah. hearing as well. It's it's just a very very exciting time to be alive right now, especially when it comes to you know we're we're reaching farther out, you know it's I've said this before too it's similar to like in the '60s with the space race and shit like that where everybody was so gung ho and pulling for us to to reach the moon, you know what a what an attainable goal that is is like to reach the moon. And then here we are now. It's like, okay, now we're reaching a little farther. You know, we're going to, to Mars now. And we have this rover on Mars. And hopefully soon, you know, within the next decade or possibly two or whatever, we're going to be having a man walk on Mars. Like, it's very, yeah. very cool. It's it's exciting. Yeah, there is a, there's definitely excitement out there. But it's, uh, you know, obviously we weren't alive during the 60s. And we right. can only go from what... Uh, reference we've seen but in the 60s we had competition exactly to get to a place right now as far as Mars I don't know of any competition we have no I don't I don't think so man I don't think we American have American pride is American pride but right. if you're competing with somebody you know humans love to compete and be better exactly well, drive it... to do something is tenfold if you're competing against somebody. Yeah, I would totally agree. It's. Uh, well, I don't know if uh, if the same level of excitement is out there as going to the moon. Well, I think I think we have more distraction now. You know, as far as just our day to day lives go, um, I, I, there's just more distraction than there was back then. All they had was you know. TV, radio, and, and newspapers, and things like that. And now, Christ, 
every freaking eight-year-old is walking around with like a tablet and they're all, you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah. I do know that they, they, they do hope to eventually find out as far as Mars goes, they want to find out, you know, how habitable the, the planet itself is or was. Um, and that depends on a lot of things. They said it depends, you know, um, number one, how cold is it there? And, you know, number two, how uh, how salty is it? Uh, the surface itself and then also, you know, the, the water. How salty yeah. is the water? I mean, it, all of this crap. It, it's just like there is so much work to do and be done and so many unanswered questions. But did you see the footage when they were on Mars? It, it, this was a photograph taken by the, the, the Mars rover. And there appears to be um, two astronauts on the surface. Yeah. What I've did you that one. What did you think of that photo? Because it, I think they were orange suits, if I'm remembering correctly. But it was yeah, weird. I mean, I, we don't really have confirmation of where that came from. Exactly. I mean, I don't. I don't know if it came from NASA. Right. That's I mean, just what they're plane, saying is that it came from the the Mars rover. The problem with all of it is that anybody can put a photo inside a photo in a matter yeah. of two seconds. Well, I've seen things that. I mean, there's one photo out there that claims it has a Bigfoot in it on Mars. What? And yeah, it looks like, but I think it's just a rock formation. Personally, <laughs> that's what it looked like to me. But yeah, I have not. I seen mean, this. even back when the first the first probe that went to Mars, right? Yeah, whatever. How many, however many decades ago? That and that was, was that was a stationary, and that was a stationary, yeah, machine. Yeah, they just landed um, it, and that was it. NASA actually had a freak out about what they now call the jelly donut. I've seen the jelly donut. And it was just something that apparently <laughs> they figured out that it came off of the probe itself, but it right. wasn't there, and then it was there, and it, it looked like a jelly donut. Like, I didn't <laughs> think it was like a jelly donut. No. I don't know what these guys were eating. <laughs> It's. Um, I could make so. But it jokes. definitely wasn't there, and then it was there. But then they figured out that it was probably just off of the probe itself. Yeah, they. I mean, but they I mean, did. They thought it was. Uh, yeah, it was a piece that had broken off the probe um, when it was landing. Yeah, um, I've seen images of what looks like a Stonehenge type of structure. Right. Now, see, there again, all though, kinds of stuff. <clears throat> And that, you know, that whole Stonehenge thing has come about within the last week or so as well. And it's funny um, because I don't think people are really grasping, you know, the the distance that these photographs are being taken from. You know, um, I don't think they're quite grasping it. They're like, oh, yeah, that's that. But it, it, it could be anything. Like you yeah. said, it could be rock formations. um, that are casting certain shadows. It could be all... I mean, it could be a million different little things adding well, up there to was one, something. Um, there was one that was a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, that was a little pyramid. 
Uh, I saw that too, yes. The, it didn't have a lot of, you couldn't really tell the size of it. And, and the, they out, were claiming. It was really only like a few feet by a few feet. Right. Now, they were claiming, weren't they, that it was um, basically a pyramid that would dwarf like the Great Pyramid that we know. Yeah, I might have seen that. I don't remember the size, but a lot of people thought it was a lot bigger than what it actually was. Right. See, and it's it's things like that. It's like, okay, why don't we leave why don't we leave that shit to the experts? And number one, you have to there's so many things that height will just screw with you. You know? Just perception yeah. alone will screw with you. Um but like I said, there's just so many cool freaking things that we have to learn yet about Mars. And I hope to God, man, I hope that we get there. And I'm I'm hoping that I'm alive to yeah. to see it happen, you know, because I think it's very exciting. Um, and you know, another cool thing that just happened was that uh, what was it? The blood moon. Yeah, was that? Actually, I want to say one last thing, or one oh, more yeah. thing about Mars. Go the, for it. The, specifically about the face on Mars, the the famous, you know, everybody. Oh knows yeah, man. It. Yeah, yeah of the face on Mars and you know they even use it in some movies and pop culture but right um one thing I I keep meaning to get to it but then it keeps getting pushed back is remote viewing um sure. and I bring up the Mars thing specifically because of, like a year ago I was listening to a podcast and this guy was doing remote viewing sessions with like two or three people around the world that are like the best in the world for it. And he was doing like a five year study with them. And he made a promise to them when they first started that they would never go off planet. They would always, the the target would always be on planet. Now the way the remote viewing works is a person, this guy comes up with a number. It could be any random number. It's not, coordinates. It's just a number that represents a target. Okay. And he gives them the number. That's all he gives them. And they come back and give information on what they remote viewed. That's interesting. That's all they have to give them is a number that they make up, basically. Okay. So, he did that. He originally planned, he told them that they wouldn't go off planet, but he originally planned that a few years in, he would start. He would do like a series of four or five off-planet things, but didn't tell them that because they he figured they wouldn't do it. Right. So after years of doing this and coming back with amazing results, these people were basically able to pick out the exact location that he would pick every time. Holy crap! He sent the three things. I remember two of them. One of them was the face on Mars. Yep. They came back with exactly, you know, the, the down to the, the description of the air. And they, they figured out it wasn't on Earth, and they figured out where it was. They also went into detail. They went inside of it. What? There's these remote viewers who, you know, we have to trust what, what this guy is saying, that they've never been wrong. Wow. They went inside of this thing, and there's tunnels, and it's like, they said that that structure was a city 
and there used to be an ocean surrounding it. Oh and it God. was inundated by a massive wave that just killed off everybody there. But underneath that mound, there's still all these tunnels and structures. Holy crap. And and both of them, both of the main remote viewers came back with the same thing. Oh, they, they all were, were saying the number. same. Wow. They Dude. also said, and I haven't seen the results of this because he didn't release it yet, or he hadn't at the time. He said that there was also a structure on a on one of the moons of Saturn that was like a uh, a getaway. Like somebody owned the whole moon and they had a structure on there and it was like the most beautiful view in the solar system. Holy crap. And like some rich guy, you know, a, a millennia ago when they were more advanced owned that planet and it was like a getaway for them. But that made me think of the it was just so interesting, these remote viewers, how they talked about what was in there, and they hadn't been wrong about anything else. That is interesting stuff. And I know, like, um, you know, even our own, you know, CIA has done so many different experiments, specifically with remote viewers and, and uh, psychics and things of that nature, too. Yeah. It's very cool. So I keep wanting to actual do actually do my own little remote viewing experience or experiments with myself just trying it out and I just never get to it have you have you ever tried to do remote viewing no about my extent is and it's not even the same thing it's more of I tell myself sometimes before I go to sleep that I want to try to dream about one year from now oh cool or a few weeks from now because some of these remote viewers can also go through time. Right, um, right. But I've, it has to do with a meditative state for the remote viewing. I just haven't gotten around to trying it. But I do try the, the dream stuff some. But I haven't had any results on that. You know, I've I've had similar things where I say, oh, I want to dream about, you know, this specific topic or this or that or whatever. And have yet to actually have it work for me. But that doesn't say anything, you know, other yeah, than... Yeah, I'm just happy that I don't have the dreams I used to have. Right. <laughs> I had a stretch. I, I told you this before. Oh, yeah. I had a stretch, uh, maybe I mentioned it on the podcast before, of like five years where I had nothing but dreams about the end of the world. Yeah. Every way imaginable. But, yeah, I'm glad the world didn't end the other day. Right. Was, I would have thought it was a dream. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Be like, okay, wake up, Jason. <laughs> Anyways, my 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 daughter loved watching the eclipse. I mean, Did I'm she? sure it's the same like clear skies we had down here that you had up there. We had pretty clear skies over here, yes. Um, and it was amazing to see. It really was cool, especially for something that's only going to roll around in what thirty years or something like that from now. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. You know, you think about that. It's like my daughter is going to be older than I am now when it happens again. Yeah, I mean, I've seen eclipses in the past, and this one was a lot more impressive than the other ones I've seen. Right, right. Now, it was very, very cool um, how pronounced the moon seemed to be. And it was fucking gorgeous is what it was. I mean, it was absolutely amazing to, to witness. So, I... You know, I sat outside and I smoked a few cigarettes and you know called it good, but it was it was very interesting to see all that fun stuff. 
I washed it for the most part until it was gone, and then I kept going out taking a look at it. Yeah, I had to keep uh, poking my head back out as well. Um, It just seemed much more bright. Uh, The the moon itself seemed very, very bright that night. After after it was all said and done, obviously. But it was very, very cool. Well, yeah, I woke up. I woke up at like 2 o'clock in the morning. I thought I heard somebody knocking on the door, actually. I woke up at like 2 o'clock in the morning and went out, and it was like... I don't want to say daylight, but it was... Everything was lit, like super bright. That's very cool, though. I love those nights, too. Um, When the moon gets really, really bright, I freaking dig that. It's very, very cool. Now, do you think it had any metaphysical effects? Because I've seen all these people talking about all of these effects, and I just don't know if... I mean, I know that the moon affects the planet. I know that. Right, right. Science. Yes. And I know that, you know, it... Our bodies have things pulling on us all the time, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, I definitely, like everything else, I believe it's possible. I do, too. Um, you know, one thing that I that I always found odd or whatever, it is especially this past year, uh, maybe two years, actually, I would, I would be walking around a store uh, like Target or, or Walmart or whatever, and I always go to the book section, you know, because I love to read and things of that nature, but I um, was looking in, I believe it was the Christian area of this, you know, of the books, and um, it, there was a lot of books about, you know, the four blood moons and what it meant uh, for Christianity. Now, I have yeah. never read them or anything like that, but I do know that a lot of people say that, yes, there was a huge shift that is going to happen or is in the process of happening right now concerning the like moons. the beginning of it. Exactly. I think it was like, there's also the theory that it's a signal of the beginning. And they, I know a lot of, there was a, God, some documentary that I was watching that basically one of these guys was saying that um, this was going to be ushering in um, the apocalypse is what he was saying. Now, I don't necessarily yeah, I don't buy like, into I, that. I don't, yeah, I don't know about the history of blood moons. Like, right. I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if this happened a few hundred years ago and people just don't really, like, pay attention to it. I yeah. mean, it does seem like in my lifetime alone, over the last two years, every yes. little thing is a supermoon and every little thing is this. But I don't know if it's necessarily different than it used to be. It just right. seems like there's a huge focus on all of it. Exactly. I don't know the science, like, full uh, moons happen almost every month. Yes, they do. Now, do you think, but though, do you think that we're... focused on every one of them. Right. Now, do you think it is because, like, maybe we... I don't know, man. Like, we're, we're trying to sensationalize so much now. You know, everything has to be sensationalized some way, shape, or form. And what better way to do that than talking about, you know, horrible events that are about to happen. You know, prophecies of, you know, thousands of years ago that are about to come true. And here are all these signs that are pointing this way. It's like, yes, I will give it to you that, you know, the end of the world and, and thoughts like that, it's sexy, 
it's pop culture now. I mean, for Christ's sake, people by the millions are glued to the show, you know, The Walking Dead, because yeah. it's a very post-apocalyptic type world that they're living in. Um, and there's something sexy and attractive about that. And I think that we are trying to bring that into play also, just to whatever it is, watch this documentary or read this book, you know, or whatever. And I think we need to freaking stop. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm curious to ask a, like an actual historical astronomer yes. about it. Um, because. And significance you know, behind it. Like if, you know. Thousands, what, yeah. Yeah. What were their thoughts back then? If yeah. they did experience thousands this, which years I guarantee. Ago, that's all, you know. Unless they were hiding in their cave, they were watching the sky. I mean, the Mayans had everything mapped out. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if it's no different now than it was then. Right. I mean, the blood, four blood moon thing, maybe this is the only time, but I don't know. I don't know either, man. Like, it's just, it could be everything a very goes, weird coincidence. Everything comes and goes in cycles. Everything does. Exactly. And I think so we just I hit a cycle. I wouldn't be surprised if this isn't a new thing. Right. Now, do you think, you know, because everybody's like, oh, okay. So in this is way back in 2012, then people are like, oh, the world's going to end. Six months later, they're like, oh, wait, okay. No, the world's not going to end, but it's going to begin this new age, this new age of enlightenment. And then here we are in 2015, and... You know, there's still all this talk. Oh, this big shift is coming. It's coming. It's coming. You know, when the know hell is it going to get? I wasn't hit? there, but I'm pretty sure that that's the same things all the hippies were saying back in the '60s. <laughs> the age of Aquarius. Uh huh. The Enlightenment is coming. Yes. And that's 50 years ago. Exactly. So when the hell is this going to hit? Like, and if anything, we're just becoming dumber than shit. Like by the yeah. second, we are. <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna share a dumbass moment with you that I just recently had. So, I rarely, very 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 rarely will turn on my television. the The majority of the time, uh, my wife will you know she likes to watch a few shows or whatever, mostly those cop drama type things. Um, now every once in a while, I turn on the TV and I will watch mainly documentaries and things of that nature especially if i'm researching a specific topic now i sat down and i <laughs> i had a dumbass attack apparently i sat down was flipping through netflix and i came across this show called gotham and i read the premise of it because i don't have regular tv you know i just yeah. shut off everything so i'm reading the premise for gotham and i'm a batman fan <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. So I watched, I watched the first episode and then I watched two more episodes after that. It was ridiculous because I'm like, look at me. I'm, I'm doing what everybody else does. I'm binge watching this. And I felt horrible for doing it because I'm like, I've accomplished nothing. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I felt like such a lazy bum doing it. Um, and since then, I've devoured the entire 22 episodes that they had available yeah. on on Netflix. Yes, but now huh. now I'm back to normal. Like but I'm back to normal now, <laughs> and I'm not doing that. Um, 
Because, my God, I'm like, there's so much crap that I need to be doing right now. But, I mean, it was it was weird. I was, like, folding laundry and watching Gotham. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so crazy. So, I've never, ever done that. But, anyway, it was interesting. Now, I had I had something I wanted to bring up. I had something I wanted to ask you specifically. Because something just happened in the news that I hadn't heard about um, until just a few... A few days ago, but apparently this happened around the 19th or 20th of September um, in Canada. Did you hear about this train that went missing? I did see a story about that, but I have I hadn't heard the detail. You don't, don't... No, well, not a lot of people uh, reported on it. I know that for a fact. Um, it was it was weird though because we're talking a it was a 47 car. Um. Now it wasn't passenger or anything like that. It was all freight, you know. Yeah. But we're talking as far as crew and people involved or whatever. Obviously, you had the uh, conductor and like two crew members. Um, it freaking vanished. A forty-seven car train vanished. Now I don't. I'm sure that right. um, all these all trains is. At least I know in the U.S. are GPS tracked. Right. Yes, and I'm sure. I'm sure that Canada is the same way. Now I do know. Yeah. I heard a very small clip um, about this uh, on YouTube, and apparently this man who they were interviewing was um, kind of like a higher up in the. Uh, you know, I don't know what you would call it. The traffic control for trains basically (laughs) Um, but he was a very higher up man and you could tell that this guy was fucking he was at the end of his rope man like he was needing to be talked off the ledge like he sounded like Gary Busey like he was just about to fucking kill himself but like it was bizarre because the guy just flat out asked him well what do you think happened to him and the guy's response was like, I don't know, it was like fucking aliens or something. <laughs> and, like, and the guy was like, what? And he goes, well, what else do you think it was? I mean, the guy was just open to any suggestion at this point. But he said uh, they were still trying very, very hard, you know, to, to figure out what the hell was going on with the train or where it went. But... Probably <laughs> coyote changed the tracks and it went into a cave. Right. <laughs> oh my god, it was this, it was just ridiculous though. It was absolutely ridiculous. So I didn't uh I didn't know if you had seen that story or not, but I'm definitely I gonna be looking into it more. The headline. I'm gonna uh, be looking into it more because I don't know if uh I don't know if they've since found the train or or what's going on there but i'm definitely going to keep on it cowboys had a good day (laughs) modern day heist is probably probably what it was and uh, there was some uh i don't know some whatever you want to call it some forum forum that was up and and going that people were saying this is entirely possible if people wanted to you know quote unquote steal this train here's how you would do it and they were going through a very elaborate process, but it seemed feasible if you had, you know, the the manpower to do so. 
But I mean, we're talking forklifts and all sorts of different pieces of very heavy machinery that were being put into play here. Um, it's like, it makes me wonder know. what was on the train. Exactly. And all, yeah, all I know is that it was a, a freight, you know, train um, of some sort, whether that be coal or, or whatever. I have no idea, though. But it's, it's an interesting story. So, and definitely, you know, a strange news type of story. Um, but I want to ask any of our listeners, I want a psychic reading. I have never had one done. Maybe you could get your buddy on sometime. You know, I was just going to say one. that. Why don't we, why don't I try to uh, reach out to my pal, Psychic Andy, Andy Myers um, from Omaha, Nebraska. I will reach out to him and we can get him on. Uh, and we could do like a, a psychic reading type thing because that would be phenomenal it would be really absolutely i just phenomenal. i want to find out if i'm like the incarnation of the devil or <laughs> or whatever i want i don't know i don't feel like i'm like a normal person no i totally understand that man i <laughs> and honestly no, i just never had one done and no. i'm curious to see what people come up with like i don't you oh. know people can find all kinds of information about me online but well, yeah all I'm going to say is this, man, is whenever we get this done and whenever it actually happens, whenever you get a psychic reading done, bring a pen and paper and jot everything down. Or or better yet, you know, record the whole damn thing so you can listen back to it. Um, yeah. That's kind of the beauty of doing a podcast, I guess, is you could listen back to it whenever you wanted. But sometimes things, um, sometimes things resonate in... It, it's it's an interesting thing, that's for sure. So, when I got my first one done, I didn't say a freaking word, <clears throat> excuse me, to the to the person doing it because I didn't want to give them any ammunition. You know, I, if, yeah. if if it was true, I wanted it to be true, and if I didn't want them to to be cold reading or anything like that. So, any answer I gave was very um, very short and sweet and to the point. Uh, because I didn't want to give them anything to go off of, to feed off of. And this lady did some amazing things. So I would highly suggest getting one done. So, But that's definitely something I think we need to, uh, we need to do and do soon. Because yeah. I think that would be you a know, lot of fun. Coming up, coming up not, probably not this month, but getting into November and December... I'm not going to be working as much, and I'll probably have a lot of Tuesdays off that I could even drive up and 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 do it, uh, do a podcast up there with you, dude. You know how much fun we would have because I am thinking very hard here. Uh, I am kicking around the idea of taking my office where it exists right now in my house and moving the office um, to Malvern Manor. And yeah. putting it in the office that we have established already there. I'm thinking about it. I'm kicking it around because I'm going to be spending a lot of time over there anyway. So why the hell not, you know? I think uh, I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be very, very cool. So we'll see. But that would be fun, just to do a podcast from Malvern Manor. Yeah. Once you get the poop scared out of you. <laughs> My brother, my brother was there the other night and freaking ran out of there twice. Ran out twice. Really? Yes. It was amazing. My brother is 
bigger than I am, and it's all muscle. It's 100% muscle. Like, I just never mess with him. Um, it's just weird because he's like, oh, yeah, he, you know. The, the reason why it freaks him out so much is he says, if I can't see it, I can't kick its ass. You know what uh, I mean? <laughs> yeah, that makes total sense. But I tell you what, um, if you guys want to reach out to us, um, ectoplasmshow at gmail.com, at ectoplasmshow on Twitter, and the Ectoplasm Show on Facebook. And like I said, I'm going to be posting some, uh, some of those videos of uh, the conferences and things like that that they did uh, specifically on the Mars uh, the Mars findings you know as far as the water and things go like that um, so definitely head over to Facebook if you haven't done so yet like the page tell your buddies about the show share it everywhere that you possibly can because we got some big things coming up so I will talk to you all very very soon Jason thank you so much for joining us again and yeah. uh Yeah, we'll talk to you all very, very soon. Have a fantastic weekend. Peace out. I make it a rule never to get involved with possessed people. Actually, it's more of a guideline rule. I know what I saw, and that's not what you're telling me what I saw.